Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Before I get going to my message today, I want to take one more moment, bow your heads for another moment with me, because man, we got something else, of course, in our world we need to be in prayer for. Lord, we ask you to touch also the people of Ukraine. Right now, Lord, I just, uh, God, please save and preserve life. Lord, I pray for, for uh, Lord, people to turn to you, Lord, on both sides of, uh, of this battle. Lord, let people turn to you, Lord, but please, please save and, and preserve the people of Ukraine, our, pe- our people also, the Messianic believers all over Ukraine. We've been getting reports from them. Lord, touch them, God, and, and help them, God. Prov- provide for them and protect them in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen and amen. Wow, you know, I tell you what, it's very, very important. We, uh, I think I mentioned to you that we sent a, a five-figure uh, check over to the Ukrainian Messianic believers uh, last week, well, this week that we're just finishing up, we, we sent another few thousand dollars over with Rabbi Stuart Winograd, who you probably uh, remember, but he, uh, he actually is, flew over, he was in Israel at the time, flew over to the Romanian-Ukrainian border, and he's doing a lot of work out there. We sent him a few thousand dollars as well. We're just trying to, to bless and to help the people there. We've got a lot of different outlets, a lot of people I'm getting regular reports about what's going on in the Ukraine. In Ukraine. And also, remember that uh, a lot of these Ukrainian Jewish people are making Aliyah to Israel right now. There's an influx, and so we're supporting a lot of the Messianic works in Israel that are receiving them. And, and in fact, uh, through some efforts that I've been working with Rabbi Jeff Lowenthal, we're, we're working with a Ukrainian Messianic rabbi in Israel uh, who, is, who is in the process of receiving a number of, but it's costing a lot of support. We're supporting them with some significant funds to, in any case, keep Ukraine in prayer. Someone say amen. amen. Okay, good. Thank you so much. I wanted to, that's very important. I know we've got a lot of things going on today. I told you at the beginning of the service, this was an action-packed service, man. We have so many things going on, but that's a good thing. Why? Because we're in a new chapter here at Bethlehem. I really believe that. Three weeks ago, in fact, I gave a message. Some of you may remember it. If you may don't, that's okay. The message was titled, On Your Mark, Get Set. And that was, that was the title of the message, okay? And some of you remember that message. I spoke about how we needed to be ready for the race. When the race is about to start, you got to get ready uh, for the race or the battle that's about to start, if you will. How we needed to be sober and ready for what was coming 
This applies to our congregation for sure, no question, as we're coming back more fully from this pandemic. It's exciting to see everybody. It's good, good to see everybody here. Bradley, good to see you. I love that guy. As many are still watching also on the internet, it's great. We're getting people all come back, but yeah, there's still a huge number of people who are watching on the internet every week. It's like, wow, how's that working out? Well, the Lord is doing some uh, fish and loaves stuff on us here. Okay, but we have to be on our mark. You know, on your mark, get set. We have to be on our mark, not somebody else's mark. Somebody else may be running a slightly different race, their race. Friends, you got to run your race that God has called you to run. It's not the same as what he's called your neighbors to run. He's, you got to run your race on your mark. And then also to get set, on your mark, get set. And, and truth be told, the same is, is, is for us individually as well. I think here at Bethlehem, we've been on your mark, get set. We've been getting ready for this season that we are uh, entering into right now. But individually as well, in your personal lives, friends, you can't be random. You can't be scattered. You can't be kind of scatterbrained when it comes to, to, to your efforts. You've got to be focused on the tasks the Lord has assigned to you. And get on your mark and get set. And friends, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do that. There's so many things that try to throw us off of our game. We talked about that a few weeks ago, right? It's easy to become distracted. It's easy to look to the left or to the right and not stay focused on what God has for us. You can't do that in your personal life. There's an old expression that I learned years ago Get ready for this because it's very powerful and, and very important when it comes to you and your personal life. That which is important to you in your personal life. Think about things that are the most important to you in your personal life. And here's the expression. Make the main thing the main thing. Do you hear that? Some of you need to really digest that. What should be important in your life? Make the main thing the main thing. Very, very powerful. Remember too, when I say something like that, remember too that even good things can distract you. If I say make the main thing the main thing, there can be other good things that can distract you from the main thing. You're with me on that, right? You, you followed me on that logic, right? A lot of good things can distract you even. Things that sound great, things that are blessings. But we have to be mindful to keep the main thing the main thing. And that is in part how we do when we're on your mark and get set. We've had many things thrown at us here at Bethlehem over the last couple of years, as all of you have had, no question. But the Lord has been seeing us through this storm. Praise God. Amen. Baruch Hashem. Wow, we talked about that some too. And now we're entering a new season here at Beth Hillel. Do you not feel it? Amen. Right. But in order to walk in this new season that we are entering into, we have to get back on the field. You know, when, 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 the, when the clock starts... Or, or when the race starts, you got to get on that course. You got to you got to start moving, if you will. It's it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of when you're in a storm. Let's say that you're a, a sailor, 
if let's say you're Barnacle Bill the Sailor. No, I'm just kidding. It's a Popeye thing. I, <laughs> well, I don't know how that came out. <laughs> Sometimes I'm Barnacle Bill the Sailor. Wow, that's a black and white Popeye. How did that come out? That was really weird. The human brain is a weird thing, isn't it? It wasn't in my notes at all. How interesting. In any case, it's, imagine if you're a sailor, right? Okay, if you're on a ship or something. And, and, and what happens when there's a big, big storm, when there's a hurricane-like storm, what do you do? You batten down the hatches, right? That's exactly what you do. Why? Because if you don't, first of all, if you stay on deck and that ship is going like this, you're going to fall overboard. And number two, if you don't batten down the hatches, the water that, that's coming over when the ship is tossing is going to flood the ship and she's going to sink. So when, the, when, the, when the, the storm, when the tempest is strong, there are certain times where you got to batten down the hatches. You're going to ride out of the storm. You're going to be okay. You know, it'd be great to have a little Yeshua peace be still. Oh, man, yeah, I love it when that happened. It doesn't always happen for me, y'all. I'm try, I try something. Peace be still. Nothing. Okay, well. Lord, I guess you got me to ride out this storm, you know? We've been riding out the storm, right, the last couple of years, the pandemic and all that other stuff and the tourists that goes along with it. You got to batten down the hatches and you get inside the boat and, and, you, and you stay or you get in the rock, you get in the cleft of the rock, you get under Yeshua's covering, if you will. You safely ride out the storm, but friends, when the storm starts to calm some, what do you do if you're a sailor? You got to open the doors, back up, get back out there and start working hard again. That's what you got to do, right? I mean, anybody who understands ships and, and, and sailing, you know, even half as much as I do, I don't understand it at all, y'all. That was, <laughs> it's, all of you know it half as much as I do because I don't know it at all, so you're at least there. In any case, you get the point, right? You know, you got to get back out, though, and you got to start putting the, the, the ship back together. You got to figure out where everything goes, what, what was destroyed in the storm, and start rebuilding it, remaking your repairs. That's what you got to do. And it's not that there aren't going to ever be any more storms. I guess we're done, done with the storm. There are always storms that come, but you can't remain in the hull of the ship quivering. You can't do that, friends. That's, that's not how the ship is successful. That brings us to today. Today is a new season here at Bethel. I really believe it is. It was on your mark, get set. But friends, there's another word that follows, and that word is key, because beloved, it's go time. It's go time. And it's go time here at Bethel. That's what I'm feeling, Damien. It's go time. On your mark, get set, go. I want to identify three areas where we need to go, both individually and congregationally. Three areas where we need to go, where you need to go, okay? First, Numbers chapter 13. I was about to say first, Numbers 13, but it's like you just said there were three. No, 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 it's the wrong thing. Numbers chapter 13, all right? I'll give, me, I'll give you your first go here, Numbers chapter 13. Okay, number one, here's the first go that we need to be doing and going with, and you need to and we congregationally need to. Number one, go and take the land. Go and take the land. The 12 tribes, what had they done? The, the 12 
uh, tribes had come, uh, uh, if you will, uh, from Egypt. The Israelites had come from Egypt. They had uh, encountered God. They'd gone through the plagues, through the Red Sea, Mount Sinai. They were on the precipice of moving into the Promised Land. They sent the 12 spies out. The 12 spies to, sh- to scout out the land of Israel, and they came back with their reports, Numbers 13, verse 26. They traveled and returned to Moses, the spies, Aaron and the entire community of B'nai Israel, the children of Israel at Kadesh, or Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They gave their report to them and the entire assembly, the spies. What did they say? They showed the land's fruit. They gave their account to him and said, We went into the land where you sent us. Indeed, it is flowing with milk and honey. This is some of its fruit. Except the people living in the land are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the son of Anak, or Anak there. Uh, Amalek is living in the land of the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites are living in the mountains, and the Canaanites are living near the sea along the bank of the Jordan. Friends, the report was negative. And I say the report was negative, and it was, but actually the report was that the land was indeed flowing with milk and honey. The the land really was good, just like it was reported by God for it to be. The land really was good. They, They confirmed it was a very good land, yet they were afraid that they could not take it, even though God had promised it to them. God had already promised it to They were afraid they couldn't take it. So they did not want to go and take the land. But then Caleb came and he said something. And with just one comment, he, he silenced the crowd. Although in the end they didn't listen to him. They should have. Verse 30 says this. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should definitely go up and capture the land. For we can certainly do it. That's what Kalev said, Caleb. We certainly should go. Let's go. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Time to go. We got to go. It's time to go. I know we got obstacles in our way. We got to go. We should go. Friends, when you're on the the starting block, if you will, of that race, like, you know, if you're in a a sprint or a, a running race of some kind, there is a time, there is a time when you are supposed to start moving, <laughs> right? On your mark gets, means you're to get yourself in position. Get set means that you still yourself, focus, and get ready to take off like a rocket, right? But when that gun goes off or when they say go, you need to move. You need to move, when God, when God is telling us, okay, time to let's, let's go, let's go for me, let's go for what, more back than what I've called you to do, for this new season of this race that I have you in. It's not like the, the last race that you were in, the last season. That's okay. God has a new season for us. It looks a little bit different, but that's all right. Let me talk about this personally for you. Beloved, some of you were not on your mark and you did not get set, and you certainly did not go. If anything, you moseyed. <laughs> what am I talking about here? Well, what you did is, is, is something like this. You, you, you would get on your mark, you know, get on your mark, get set. You know, you got, uh, you know, 
Usain Bolt and all, you know, ready to go. He's got his fingers like a millimeter from the white line. I've never, it's always amazing to me how they can actually balance themselves so perfectly, so close to that edge. I mean, their fingers, they curl their fingers back just so they're barely, you know, in, in, in bounds, I guess, or out of, before that line. And, they, and they're, they're ready. And, and, then, and then there you come to the, to the line. It's like, you know, come on, what chance you got? On your mark, get set, go. Oh. (laughs) It's a bad Charlie Chaplin, y'all, come on. (laughs) I need the... (laughs) Pray for me, pray for me, you know. (laughs) Don't, I don't want to hear any comments, Rabbi. It's a new season for you in the home. Okay, don't, 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 don't say that. It's not nice, okay? <laughs> listen, listen, friends. Go means go. You don't need to mosey. Well, maybe I think I should get going here a little bit. Did you hear the gun? I'm not sure. Was that the gun or was that some kind of, was that the thunder light? I don't know what that was. I heard something. I wasn't. Okay, already, okay, I'll move a little bit, I'll move a little bit. So this is the way sometimes we are. When God is telling us to go, it means G-O, go. Move, move yourself. You know, pick up them feet. Let's, let's, let's get, let's get uh, shaken here. Oi, no, go means go. We gotta get going here. There's so many applications to that, friends. And, and, you know, theoretically, I say something like that, and everybody says, of course, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's a great principle, really good, Rabbi. But let's bring it down to something practical, and then it becomes a little more, wow, okay, I'm not Usain Bolt. Maybe I'm the, the Mosier. What? What am I talking about? Do you really love the Lord? Yes, yes, I really love the Lord. Do you sincerely love the Lord? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, daily devotions. Go. Go. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to get to that. I, I, you know, I know that's important. And, and uh, boy, I know philosophically, yes, it's, you know, it's very important. Yes, daily devotions, exceptional. I, I, I've got a lot going on at work. I, ooh, we'll see. Yeah, that's, the, I got to put that on the uh, list here. Uh, you know, uh, Siri, remind me in 2024 uh, to start daily devotionals. <laughs> Reading God's word, go, 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 you know, well, you know, I know it's important. I'll get to that at some point, maybe when I'm older, when I'm not so busy, coming regularly to services, go, even Tuesdays, go, oh, Rabbi, oh boy, I was feeling good until then. Brother, sister, if you really want to take the land that God is giving you, you need to go, if you want to take the land, if you don't want to take the land, just say, well, you know, it's, I got a lot of things going on. There are giants in the land. I, you know, I, I, my schedule's really busy, and right now I got a lot going on, and eh, boy, okay, okay, you're not ready to take the land. Don't be complacent. Don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. Well, I know I need to go, but... All in good time. What's good time? Uh, not now. <laughs> what is that? You're not ready to. St- at the. You're, don't shuttle along. Move, my friends. 
And, the, and there are more applications or even more applications to this, no question. Has the Lord led you to go back to school? Go. Has the Lord led you to seek a better job? Go. Is it time to put your funds in an IRA? To lose weight? To call your estranged relative? Go, go, go. You see? If you're really going to take the land, then you have to move. You have to move. Listen to this. Listen to this, friends. Listen to this. The devil often wins, not by having us do the wrong things, but by having us do nothing. Man, when my, when my hands wrote that, I was like, oh gosh, wow, oh Lord. Whew. It gave me chills. It's like, whoa, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing when you write something down, you're like, oh, whoa, okay. That, that wasn't really me that wrote that one down. The devil often wins not by having us do the wrong things, but by having us do nothing. Don't let life pass you by, my friends. At the same time, at the same time, you see, this is why it requires some level of discernment and intentionality and focus. You gotta focus on your race. Why? Because you have to go at the right time. You can't just go randomly. No, my friends, if you're in the block on that race with Usain Bolt beside you, whatever, and they say, on your mark, get set, and then you just go, <laughs> and you take off, just start running. I mean, everybody's the discerning block. The, the gun hadn't gone off, the end said go, and there you go, running down that track. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to look at you. They're going to go, what? Is that some kind of idiot? What's he doing? Does he know what he's doing? Right? No, my friends. You'll be, wait for it, disqualified. If you go at the wrong time, you'll be disqualified. That's how, that's how it works. Numbers 14, the children of Israel did not go into the land. Why? Because they listened to the 10 negative spies. That was bad. But after a plague from God, so God put on a plague on them and the, the 10 spies, <laughs> negative spies died and such, but... After a plague from God and Moses told them what was going on, they changed their minds. The children of Israel changed their minds. But there was a problem. The problem was the race had already reset and it was no longer time to go. It was no longer time to go. The time to go was before when God told them go. That was the time to go. So what happened? Okay, they, they didn't go. The race was reset and then it wasn't time to go. That, that they hadn't said go, God hadn't said go, but bullheadedly, they went anyway. They went anyway. Numbers 14, verse 41. Let you thumb down to it if you're on an electronic. But Moses said, why are you disobeying the mouth of Adonai? That will never succeed. You should not go up because Adonai will not be among you and you will be defeated before your enemies. What happened? They went up anyway and they were defeated soundly, right? Here's the point. Don't go anywhere if the Lord is not with you. Don't go anywhere. People sometimes just, just think they gotta go. Some kind of wanderlust or something. I see people do things all the time, and it's clear that they're doing things on their own, 
on their own, out of their own giftings, out of their own abilities, out of their own intellect, out of their own plans. Be still. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes people just get a little bit antsy, a little too scattered. It's hard to be so still at the beginning of that race. You know, as they all are waiting, right? Mariama, and they're, they're at that race. They're so still. It's like, it's like they're just, it's amazing to think that the fastest human beings on the planet, the eight or nine fastest human beings on the entire planet Earth are immeasurably still before the race. Isn't that interesting? The fastest are in some ways the slowest at that moment. They're all just absolutely frozen. Oftentimes, it's hard to be still at the beginning of the race. Why? People are enchanted by the bright lights or their own ambitions. So they move when they shouldn't. It's a deep principle, my friends, but you have to wait on the Lord. You have to focus. Do the things you did at first, it says in Revelation. But when the Lord says go, then you go and you take the land. You see? Very powerful. Matthew chapter five. Here's the second go. Here's the second go. Go help others. Yeshua is teaching here in Matthew chapter five. And what does Messiah Yeshua say? Something very powerfully. Bruce in verse 41 Messiah is encouraging his followers with principles that they did not learn in the world. Verse 41, whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him two. Give to the one who asks of you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Friends, I, don't you love this? Go two miles. Go two miles. You know, that's where we get the expression, I assume you all know, going the extra mile, right? You know, are you, are you going the extra mile? That comes straight from Yeshua in Matthew chapter 5. Why, why do we love Chick-fil-A? Everybody loves Chick-fil-A. Mark works for Chick-fil-A. I know you love it. We all love Chick-fil-A. Everybody loves it. It's the most powerful fast food restaurant that there is. Why does everybody love it? Of course, because it's God's food. We know that, okay? God loves <laughs> But beyond this, they go the extra mile at Chick-fil-A. They really do. They go the extra mile. When they say, my pleasure, you often believe them. It's believable. It's believable, right? Because, man, there's not much they won't do for you. They're, they're very trusting, very supportive of their customers, right? See, you go the extra mile, it pleases God. It pleases God when you, when you help others, when you go the extra mile, it honors God. When you're helping other people, when you go to help others. This is what Yeshua says right here. Go two. Go two miles when he asks you to go one with him. Some of you have, some of you have family members that have gotten on your last nerve. Get another nerve. <laughs> some of you have had have kids that have gone wayward go the extra mile now listen i'm not saying to, to take abuse from we're not to just take abuse per se 
not voluntarily, but, but listen, go with people as much as you can to help them so that you're, so far as you're not enabling them. You understand? Go, go the extra mile to help people. Go out of your way to give somebody a ride. Go the extra mile to visit somebody in the hospital or to bring somebody food. Go the extra mile for your boss at work. Yes, I said your boss. Whoa, the extra mile for your boss. What are you even talking about, Rabbi Kevin? That's, that's crazy talk. <laughs> I understand. Let me tell you something. It will honor the Lord, and, and, and it, will, it will benefit you. Go the extra mile. The boss, the boss wants the report on Friday. Give it to him Thursday. Say, so go the extra mile. The, the boss wants this much done. Give him this much. See, so go the extra mile when people ask you for things. Help out. See, this is a matter of the heart, my friends. Do you have a heart to go the extra mile for people? Most people don't. I'm telling you, most people don't. If we're really to enter into this new season at Bethel, we have to get going. We have many needs here at Bethel right now, and we need people to get up and go. We need some goers. People who will go the extra mile. I'm talking to you, Mishpachai, here for a second. I see Mr. Chris in the back there. He's the director of our sound ministry. He does a great job. We need more sound technicians. Well, I don't really know sound very well. Do, do you have an ear at all for music, and do you have any technical skills at all? Well, yes, I know. Okay, see him. He'll train you. We need guitar players. We need bass players. We need drummers. We need visual presentation volunteers. We need library workers. We need ushers. We need greeters. We need homeless workers. We need prayer team members. We need people to help in the children's ministry. We need a nursery worker. The needs to help people are great. Is the extra mile always convenient? Almost never. That's why it's called the extra mile. It's not natural for you to go the extra mile. You don't want to necessarily always go for it. Don't wait for it to be convenient, my friends. Do, do, do you want to walk an extra mile? Rarely, rarely, unless you're one of those fitness people. <laughs> and if so, may the Lord richly bless you and I cannot relate to you. <laughs> my, my sister-in-law is one of those people let's just keep going let's just keep walking what oh no oh no what have I done I'm gonna get in the car I'll just drive along beside you okay is that <laughs> does that count is that going the extra mile if I'm driving and you're walking one time I went to meet her, and she, I said, I have something to give you. She said, okay, well, I'm in my neighborhood. And I said, okay, great, come on. And, and, and then I was driving, okay, where are you? And she's like, okay, well, you have to go to the next area code to, to find me. What? She didn't say that, but it was like so far. She had walked. And it's like, my gosh, she, but she's so amazing. I just absolutely love her. But she's very physically fit. You know, pe most people don't want to walk the extra mile. Listen, not feeling like it is not a good excuse. Are you going to go or are you going to sit, right? What are you going to do? It's your choice. 
Hey, you can let the race take off without you. There it goes. You're called to it, though. Matthew 28, there's finally, there's one more area where we need to go. And, and this is a very important area. Yeshua's last words spoken here on earth. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. What does Yeshua say? What are his final words? You figure his final words here on earth are pretty important, and they are. Jessica, it says, verse 18, Yeshua came up to them and spoke to them saying, all authority, so Yeshua's talking to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, go, verse 19, go, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, immersing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yeshua says, my friends, that we must go and make Talmidim, make disciples of all nations, immersing them. We're gonna be having an immersion here at Bethel soon. We'll be making announcements about it. If you wanna sign up for it, we'll have a small class and then immersion. Very important. We simply have to go and share with others about God. We are called to do that, to go to other people and share with them about the truth about God. God, Yeshua explicitly commands us, if you call yourself a follower of, of Moshiach, of Messiah, take heed to his final command to you personally. Go and make disciples. We're getting back to full speed here at Bethel. It's time to bring people through those doors. You, personally. Yeshua specifically tells us to go and share the good news. Have you gone and done this? I'm asking you, not rhetorically. You don't have to raise your hand, but think about it. Have you gone and shared the good news with somebody? Have you invited somebody to Shabbat services? Is this part of what you do? Or are you not paying attention to the race that we are supposed to be in? Right? It's really time to get going. We're supposed to be making disciples of other people, telling them about Messiah, telling them the good news, telling them that they can have a personal relationship with the creator of the world, with our Jewish people. And with the nations, we should be telling these people. But, but friends, in order to go and make disciples, you first have to be one. You have to be one. Are you, think about this now, friends, are you teachable? Are you seeking God? Are you learning? Or are you complacent? Eh. Or for that matter, do you feel like you already more or less know it all? Are you submitted? Are you accountable? Disciples always are. Disciples always are submitted and accountable. Friends, you don't have to be a Torah scholar. Just invite people. Just invite people. Tell them where you go. Let it be something that's fairly top of mind in an early conversation that you have with people. Oh yeah, I attend Bethel. Trust me, you'll get the questions. You go, where? <laughs> Mention it on your social media. Bring somebody to the Purim party. We've got some of our members who said, I'm bringing some of my family that they've not been much to the Purim party. Come to the Purim party. And when you're there, reach out to somebody you don't know when you come to the Purim party. 
if, if you're really self-conscious that, that you might make a complete fool of yourself, then just wear a really, really powerful costume that covers you. <laughs> I don't, sorry, y'all. <laughs> you understand, friends. We have to go. Beloved, it is time. It is time to fully engage in the race put before us. Don't false start, but at the same time, don't be late. Don't miss your race completely. Let it not be said that you missed your chance to be a contender. <laughs> go take the land. Go help others by going the extra mile and go and make disciples. On your mark, get set. And the title of my message is Go. Let's bow our heads. Exactly. I want to ask if there's anybody here today who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, but you want to go. If you're here and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua, but you want to today, raise your hand and we'll have a prayer and God will touch you and he will change you. It's go time. Is that you? If that's you, raise your hand. We'll pray together. If the Lord is kind of pulling you on the inside, that's the Holy Spirit within you, drawing you. If that's you, you've never said that prayer, but you want to, just raise your hand and we'll pray. Maybe you're watching online and have never said that prayer. Repeat this after me. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. If you said that prayer for the first time, please drop us an email. We want to celebrate with you. Lord, I pray for our congregation, Lord, this new season that we are in, that we all go. Lord, for everybody in their personal lives, if they have things that they should be doing, races that they should be running, I pray that they go in your timing and in the direction that you're pointing them, us in. Lord, I pray for, as we're entering this new season here at Beth Hillel, I pray for a return, Lord, of, of our team so that we can go with power and anointing. I thank you for these things, Lord. I bless you for our mishpacha. We have a great mishpacha here, Lord, that you've called us to. Thank you, Lord, for these things. We bless you for them in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehel family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom.